Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Come on! Are you ready? Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. You're a bunch of idiots! I thought that Macho Man Randy Savage had passed away. I'm glad to hear that he is still calling us to tell us how stupid we From are. You're a bunch of idiots! Dave and Mahoney. Poke it with the broom. Chris, you've owned multiple homes over the years. Have you ever <laughs> poked a fire detector with a broom the and button. it just stopped beeping? The button. I like the... <laughs> He's <laughs> just poking it with a broom. <laughs> Which, by the way, is something an old person does at that point. They just start poking things. Mahoney's just going to walk over and start whacking it. So, <laughs> see if it'll stop. Dave at Mahoney. I think if you're worried about people knowing whether you're high or not, you shouldn't be getting high. Talk to you later, bye. I don't like to smoke weed or do edibles around anybody except for myself. I'm with you, Mahoney. Anytime that I get high, I'm like, talk to you later, bye. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, so we've all been fairly excited that the writer's strike is done because, you know, when it's uh, Hollywood is left to its own devices without the actual talent of writing, uh, it's a hot mess. It is. And that's where a lot of these really crappy reality shows came from during that first strike or the last major strike of our lifetime. years ago. However long yeah. ago it was. Uh, but the, uh, the actor strike... Not going well. What's going on with that now, Dave? So the Hollywood studios have actually halted strike talks, and the actors' union is saying that it's bullying tactics. So negotiations between the actors and the studios broke off, saying basically there's no end in sight for this three-month strike by performers anytime soon. So the studio suspended contract talks, citing a significant gap between the two sides, despite offering terms similar to those that ended the writer's strike. So this isn't great, though, because you think about how... You know, the the writer strike went on for six months. It just ended, and now this is continuing on. And if they're shutting down talks, you know, we may lose an entire year of production. Because, yes, it's great having the writers back, and we can get shows like John Oliver or Bill Maher and some of these other, you know, like talking head shows or, you know, Drew's show and Jennifer Hudson and all of that. But with actors, you know, all of our scripted shows are just – on hiatus until who knows when. And I hate that because that's what I really enjoy. I mean, sure, there are some, you know, the John Olivers and the yeah. Bill Mars of the world and all of that. Like, that stuff's good, right? But, I mean, like, the scripted shows is where we Real need entertainment. Actors. We need actors. Yes. Uh, SAG-AFTRA's proposal would cost companies an additional $800 million annually. Uh, the studios are saying it's just an unsustainable economic condition uh, and burden that they'd be facing. Studios, however, refuse to protect actors from being replaced by AI uh, to increase wages to match inflation or to share revenue generated by actors' work. And so you can understand why both sides are going, hey, we're pretty far apart on this. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon. So what are we going to do for the next year? Hmm. Get Order some wine and cigars and <laughs> back to the COVID times, just drink at home. That's right. <laughs> Some good news today as well. Uh, God forbid that a company has to pay their taxes. Microsoft just revealed that it got a $28.9 billion IRS bill. Uh, That seems uh, (laughs) like a pretty big bill, Dave. How did that happen? Uh, well, I guess uh, Microsoft is owing that amount of money, according to the IRS, and they have uh, that's been filed with the 
uh, SEC and Microsoft disagrees with their notice of proposed adjustment. Uh, obviously, the adjustments by the IRS cover the tax years 2004 to 2013, so uh, about a decade's worth of taxes. And they question how Microsoft allocated its income and expenses. So basically, Microsoft has been doing what a lot of companies do, right, where they're hiding the amount of money that they're actually making, mm-hmm. or they're saying that these expenses are legitimate expenses when maybe they weren't, but to the tune of $28.9 billion. That is a whole lot of money, Dave. And uh, hey, stop asking me if I want to upgrade to Windows 11. Yeah, also, tired of that. Uh, when, when you want to cancel something with Microsoft, it's damn near impossible. So I don't really feel that bad that they uh, are getting hit with a $30 billion fine. Suck it, Bill Gates. This is Dave and Mahoney. So normally when we all uh, get together and we're about to start the show, we just greet each other with some pleasantries. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I looked over to Chris and he goes, son of a bitch! And I go, what? What is happening? Well, uh, he, Chris, didn't, well Chris didn't, you know, like say hello or anything. No, just started with it was which, which, which is aw- so, awkward because, I, you know, normally you're in a, a very good mood. I have a, I have a rule. Um, leave it at the door, you know. Don't bring any negative things going on in your life here into the show because... Like, we need to be in a good mood, you know, and we have a lot of work to do here today. So I never yeah. want to come in and start the day off on a negative note. No, but yeah, but this is something that it just happened to you that's yeah. bad, so it's not going to affect all of us because yeah, we have very little yeah, empathy. Yeah, 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 my yes. mood's great. Yeah. This sucks for you. <laughs> but I usually wait like halfway because my life is so cha- It has been so chaotic this last few months. I mean, yeah. everything. Like, one day we're sitting here halfway through the show and I'm like, hey, guys, I almost died last night. I choked, you know, things like uh, that. Uh, um, but yeah, my morning didn't start off too well. What happened? Went out to my vehicle. I mean, just by telling you that, you should already know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is my why is my light on? Why is the door open? Oh man, why my car got robbed? So the first thing I asked you is like, was it wasn't it parked in a garage? And I you live, said it yeah, was, I live in a garage with a secured parking gate. You know, you need the little beeper to get in and out of it. Um, even the doorways that go into the fire wells, you know, the staircases, all need have a security lock on them. So I'm like, well. Also, my car, I know my car's locked. It locks, like, automatically when I leave with the key. I'm like, and no windows were broken out. I'm like, this was like an expert, man. This is like somebody who knew what they were doing. So somebody got into your vehicle because it was locked. It was in a little gated area in a garage. Yeah. And they managed to get into your vehicle somehow without breaking the window? Yeah. I I mean, it beats me on how it was done. You know what I mean? Um, You know, like, I've, my dad works on cars. I know those little kits. That, like, you can take the little sleeve, then you put it in the window, and you pump air into it, and it opens the window. You ever seen those? I've seen those. I mean, yeah, yeah, you see Locksmith uses them, you know. You can buy those off Amazon. So they got into your car. Did, was there anything in your vehicle well, of value? Not really. When I first got in there, I kind of laughed, because I always keep, like, change and spare dollar bills from, like, drive throughs I always keep them, like, in the center console in case I wanted to, you know, be nice and, you know, hand money out on the side of the road to people holding signs and stuff sure. like that, you know. Yeah. but And I was like, okay, maybe 20 $2 got stolen, whoop-de-doo. And then I look around and I'm like, oh gosh, I have two pairs of sunglasses that I love that I always keep in these in this car. And oh, they stole your sunglasses. The, the custom Ray-Bans with my oh. name on the on the on the side and on the case. You know, oh, it's just buddy. like nothing really of big value. It's more like the inconvenience and the fact that I feel violated. It does feel violated. So this actually happened to me. I mean, it's been years now, but one the first question when I because I brought it up on the radio as well. Because uh, we had a show at the time, and a cop called in, and he's like, hey, did you make sure if you have, like, a garage door opener or anything that could access your actual apartment itself, make sure that they didn't take that? 
because I was living in a house at the time, and what a lot of people do is they'll break into your yeah. car and they'll steal something with your address on it, and then your garage door opener, and you don't mm. really think anything of it. But most people don't lock their garage to in, into I their don't. house door. I know you do, Mahoney, because you're no, I never did. Yeah. And as a result, they can open your garage door and then just walk directly into your house. So that's just See, one more thing to worry about. <laughs> also why I don't keep anything in my car with my address on it. You don't keep, like, your registration? You know, my car is not registered to my house. You are. Hmm. My, my, my brain is, is turning now because, the I mean, they tore the car inside out. Like, everything was ripped apart. That's just such a violation. And I'm like, the glove box is open. And now you got me thinking, like, oh, there's definitely... I mean, they knew the address. They were at the at the place. But right. no, this makes me think back. I've had my car robbed a lot, actually, when I was younger. Um, I was a stupid teenager and got a DUI. Mm-hmm. And as a result, was forced to put a breathalyzer on a car. Did people steal Someone the Someone broke into my car and once. stole the breathalyzer? This is the 90s. They probably they thought it was the controller for the CD changer, I bet. <laughs> I come out the next morning, and I want, I want to go to work, and I can't, you can't start, start my your car, car because somebody stole your breathalyzer. This is oh the Dave God. and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a Am I the only one that hates fake pleasantries? Like when you go to a Dutch Brothers and those kids just pretend like they give a crap about anything going on in your life. Or you go get your hair cut and people want to talk to you about all kinds of stuff other than your hair. I wish there was a polite way to just say, hey man, I don't really feel like doing a small talk today. Message deleted. I mean, you got to just, you got first off with your hair, you could, there's plenty of stylists who do care and won't talk to you about boring stuff but like how nah, long man, can you like, really talk about your hair our our old hairstylist was loaded with drama it was wonderful she was great you'd, you'd sit down and it would be a soap opera it was just fantastic i enjoyed highly entertaining well i enjoyed very much that she did all the heavy lifting yeah like i was just like i was always engaged and captivated by her stories uh, but like Dutch Brothers and the other places, whatever, th- those, it, it's fine. You're in and out. The real egregious, like, pleasantry things is like when you, like, have to talk to the spouse of uh, your wife's coworker or something. that Somebody who you, you know, don't really know and you're stuck in the same place. When you're at, like, a birthday party and you're, you know, it's for a four-year-old and you're standing yeah. there and there's some, like you said, significant other of... Your wife's coworker that you don't really know, and you're just trying to make small mm-hmm. talk for hours. That. If it's a quick little interaction, I'm I'm with you. Like, just that's fine. I'd, I'd rather somebody fake that they're in a good mood than actually show that they're in a terrible mood. Yeah, there's already enough but grumpy people out there. Stick to weather and sports. On your Uber profiles, do you have it set to where the driver shouldn't speak to you? No, no do you? Oh yeah. Do oh, you yeah. really? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. I don't want to hear anything. You're Leave that guy. You're yeah. that guy. I want to stare out the window and think. I've I feel like my rating is going to get lower if I hit that, so I don't. I'll, I, I'm very proud of how high my Uber rating is. Considering, oh yeah, yeah. How high I is mean, your Uber rating? I'm like a four nine eight, I think. Really? Yeah. The only reason, you know, I'm like I'm, a four eight three, and I'm kind of mad about it. I'm like, why do I have a four eight three? What did I? What did Gosh, I now do? Now I'm curious about my rating. You, you, not, if you, you go to your, your profile. Rating? It's uh, click on your profile. And I mean, besides like, throwing up in the back seat drunk, yeah. or not, I still got a five star rating on that ride. Mahoney barfed in someone's car and still got a five. I mean, I gave that guy a couple hundred dollars. I though. mean, I had an Uber driver have to help me to my front door one time. <laughs> that yeah. Uber, Uber driver's an OG. Yeah. <laughs> Tipped him like fifty bucks too. 
<laughs> he deserved it, man. He carried your drunk ass to your... 4.88. 4.88. I've got the lowest Uber rating on the show. I, mine's actually at 4.82 now, so somebody else hit me with a four-star. Oh, man. Like, what Furious. are you doing? I don't know. Four, like, you got to... I don't know, man. Falling apart. Does anyone else out there have a lower Uber rating than me? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Because sure. they have, like, a... There's a, like, a, a like an Uber, like, a preferred customer pool. You So you have to have a certain level of ratings, Dave. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You may be rated well, too low to get I know in. a girl that uh, they stopped taking her request because she would be drunk and ask for an Uber and then fall asleep at the houses she was at. Like this they, is, I literally just heard this story last week. Uber yeah. just iced her out yeah, entirely? Because how many times she had called for an Uber and then they show up and call and she doesn't <laughs> respond. Wow. Get blacklisted from Uber. That is... That's brutal, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Do you have to, like, get a fake identity at that yeah. point? Yeah. Like, Start making fake Uber accounts? You, like, go to Tijuana to get a fake ID just to get a new Uber account? Please leave a message after the tone. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I think I could happily survive off of California rolls. Message deleted. Nah, I get, I'd get bored of California rolls real quick. I would go pizza. Chicken. I was going to say chicken. Because there's so many variations to it. But, I mean, that's kind of cheating, too. Uh, eggs. I can do eggs. Hmm. But that was that would that be the one thing you would want to eat for the rest of your life? No, I mean, if I mean, obviously, I want, like, A5 Wagyu or something like that. But every meal? See, I feel like you have breakfast pizza. There's lunch pizza. And then there are, you could even dress it up and have a fancy dinner pizza. Most pizzas eaten at dinner, Moni. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You know my life. You haven't had my breakfast pizza yet. <laughs> I do know your life very, very well. Please leave a message after the tone. What was the last specific compliment you received on your physical appearance? Message deleted. I got complimented again at Costco last week after being told by the uh, my now former uh, barber this man is that, fire. that I look tired and look <laughs> yeah. like I'm in a bad mood. Are you just like sauntering around Costco looking for compliments? Do you like unbutton one extra button no, on the Tommy Bahama was... before you get in there? <laughs> so I got complimented by two older women uh-huh. uh, the last time I was there. This this time I was picking up a prescription because I've been under the weather. The uh, like The pharmacist assistant and the pharmacist one man, one woman, both complimented me on my shirt and short combination. Really? They did. Somebody told me not that long ago that I have nice arms. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? But I appreciated it. I got the uh, the backhanded compliment. Like, that gray is looking good on you, Chris. That like, gray? Like yeah. your the, yeah. your hair? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, 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 dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the internet is undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. So we have known for a long time that Adam Sandler is a very talented guy, but thanks to the internet, which is just such a magical place, I didn't know that at some point during his run on Saturday Night Live, Adam Sandler did a rendition of Pearl Jam. I feel like every Adam Sandler skit on SNL was musical in some way, shape, or form. That was his thing. And, I mean, he is such a great comedic actor that the fact that he was kind of pigeonholed into being just the guy with the guitar on Saturday Night Live, but, I mean, obviously it led to a tremendous career for him. Um, but he, him doing Eddie Vedder and the Pearl Jam song Even Flow on Saturday Night Live is just about perfect, and can you really tell if he has changed the lyrics in any way or not? Oh, 
just love Adam Sandler. I didn't realize that he was talking about Michael Jackson, or excuse me, Michael Jordan retiring during that song. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics, please don't retire, Michael. Who's Pippa got a pass to? Yeah, who's yeah that could be the actual yeah. lyrics. We don't know. Even flow. Yeah, that's what even flow is about. I mean, yeah. Eddie Vedder is a Chicago guy, right? It he makes is. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go on another one from Cover Your Ears. This was a very interesting rendition of Metallica's Enter Sandman. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. Shout out to our producer Chris. He did some uh, some deep diving. There's that that account there. I mean, because that's pretty a pretty popular YouTube account. That one had six hundred and thirty nine thousand views mm-hmm. on it. Uh, they actually also that same account does not just songs and change them up. They also do movies. Oh, really? And yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, they they did a rendition of Pulp Fiction and okay. decided to change it into a musical. Okay. Would you like to hear it? I would like to hear how. I'm curious to see how this turns out. I don't remember asking you a damn thing. I don't remember asking you a damn thing. I don't remember asking you a damn thing. Does he look like a bitch? What? One more damn time. Does he look like a bitch? What? One more damn time. I don't remember asking you a damn thing. English mother, do you speak it? Say what again? English mother. Okay, I'd go see that on Broadway, man. I would 100% go to a Broadway uh, rendition of Pulp Fiction. I think we're onto something here. So I didn't know that this was a a trend going on right now. But I hope you do this, too. Oh, man, this is so good. So as a dad of four little kids, this is a great idea. I guess there's a trend right now on social media where dads tell their young kids that they're about to go get into a fight. Oh, no. And that they need their help. And it's a really good way to find out which one of your kids... Has your back or not? <laughs> girls, I need, girls, I need you to get your shoes on. Because I got to go fight someone and they have two daughters and I need you to fight their daughters. Are you ready to fight? Yes. You don't want to fight? How big are these? They're your size. Can you fight them? And whole size? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to get them up. I'm going to get them All right, let's go. Come on. <laughs> I know this is going to be so much fun. The one girl is just like, yeah, let's, let's go. go. And the other one's like, wait, wait, how big are they? No, that's good, though. Like, you yeah. need the analytical one, and then you yeah. need the front line one. He's just like, no, yeah, go. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, this was from Fast Food Freakouts. When you hear the doink in this clip, just know that it is a coffee pot to the head. It is an angry customer who's freaking out at a McDonald's, grabs one of the metal coffee pots we learned, and pink upside the head of the manager. Jeez. 
please. I mean, the ugly crying, the the the, the WWE style hitting the head with the coffee pot. But my favorite part about that entire just chaotic scene is the woman who's like, while well, that's going on, can I still get my food? Yeah. <laughs> can I still get my McNuggets? I'm hungry, man. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, you know that I've given you a lot of guff over the years because you overdo it when it comes to Christmas. At least in my opinion. I mean, you have like five Christmas trees that you put up in your house. We go big. I mean, yeah. it started off with one, then went to two, and then I went a little crazy. What was it? During COVID. Mm-hmm. And I found this auction site, and I won three other ones. And so, you know, we, uh, we've got a lot of Christmas trees in our house, Dave, but they're different themed. And one of the things that we love about Christmas, or at least for me personally, I love the music. I just love how it makes me feel. And literally the day after Halloween ends, Christmas, the Christmas season begins in my house. So I have, uh, I have now totally gone overboard with Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife is, is very into it as well. And it's because our kids love it. You know, sure. they love going to fall festivals. They're all excited about oh. their little costume, dressing up as the you know, Princess Peach and Toad from Mario this year. It's going to be really and cute. One of the things that you told me, you know, a couple of years ago, I think it's when you bought your boat, that, you know, you only get X amount of summers. You get 18 summers. And even then, realistically... That, was, that wasn't even my thing. It was yeah. like the marketing campaign for a boat company. They're like, you only have 18 summers. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and then my oldest kid was six at the time, and I'm like, ah! You know, the third of it's already gone. Well, even then, yeah, it's probably more like 10. You know, but I mean, to really celebrate and do these things, because once they're teenagers, they're gonna chances have no are too. they're not going to be as into it as you are. Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. Precious few years where sure. they're all into it. They're all young. Um, and so my wife decided that we were going to get one of those 12-foot-tall skeletons for the front yard. Okay. And then she said, but what if I get two? And I went... That is an excellent idea. <laughs> well, because you got to have symmetry and you balance it yeah. out. Yeah. And like in, in the, our front yard, like there's a good place for one on each side. And so it kind of works out. But then my wife hits me yesterday with, hey, we have one on each side. But then there's the middle part of the yard. Oh, Should I that. get a 12 foot tall witch? Yes. And I said, absolutely. I love that you're on board for it too. I'm oh, going to oh. have to finance this. <laughs> How much was that witch? Uh, the witch actually wasn't that bad because she kind of like you. She found some like auction place where they're selling them, and it's not really. It's not as I, I thought it was going to be more expensive than if you went to like Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Some of them you can get actually a little bit cheaper because there's some like little thing that's wrong with it, but Cosmetic, it doesn't really matter. Sure. And so she got the witch for only 150 bucks. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Good, yeah. yeah, that's not a 12 foot either. witch for 150 bucks. Yeah. But how much are you in so far on this Halloween total? Uh, so it's it's a little over a thousand dollars at this point, which feels like a lot of money to spend. But I mean, these but these Halloween these decorations can you you can use them for years and years and years. But what I figured out, I'm probably going to have to do now because they're such big things. Is oh, I'm like, store them. I'm going to have to get like a storage unit, which sucks. <laughs> Eighty dollars a month. Yeah, just this you constant know. drain on the bank account. But so I've, I've decided to take it a step further as well. Oh, now that we have the twelve foot witch, she has to have a cauldron, and so. Oh God. You know, as as somebody that has done a lot of production like you have, Chris, over yeah. the years, I'm like, I want to see what they have on Amazon. And so I <laughs> find the two smoke machines yeah. that have the LED lights built into them. Okay. Yeah. So you can put uh, this them. This is so cool. And I'm like, I'm going to make a badass cauldron out of this as well. Yeah. I, it's, I'm going to be so annoying to my neighbors. I'm, I'm sure Dale hates me. Nah, man. I mean, anybody who, I feel like just as long as they're not making noise. 
The witch does make noise. <laughs> but but only if you, like, walk in front of it. It's like a, a little motion sensor. Right. But so you're not getting, it's not constant noise no, no. and whatever that's going on. So, I mean, it's it's going to, I imagine it's going to, it's going to look cool. It's going to look awesome. I'm going to make sure of it. Are you going to do the same for Christmas, though? I feel like I kind of have to, right? Like, I mean, if you yeah, set I mean, the table with I, Halloween this big, your Christmas decorations. Do they sell, like, 12-foot-tall Santas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad is insane with those inflatable front yard. I mean, he, his house is embarrassing. Just, yeah, loaded he, he with them. It, he did it for his grandson, who's, you know, seven, eight years old and thinks they're awesome. But it is so embarrassing because they don't even, like, you're, you're, I can already see the front of your house. Everything kind of goes together, and it's it has a theme. Yeah. Where, like, he just buys anything, and it just looks anything like chaos. Inflatable. <laughs> yeah. And the, the problem with the inflatables is during the day when they're not inflated, they just look like trash <laughs> yeah, in the front yard. Yeah, laying down. <laughs> Would it be cheating if I just put a Santa hat on one of the giant skeletons? <laughs> that counts. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So today we'll start the Redneck Report with just kind of a PSA. Um, and the PSA is vodka is just not that expensive. It like, really isn't, Dave. I mean, out of all the things that you would break into a store for... Um, Vodka, of all things? I mean, you can go to a liquor store and get a gigantic bottle of vodka if it's the cheap stuff for, like, $10. Uh, You could get even cheaper than that, Dave, if you want to go, like, just get yourself a little pint, you know? If you only got, like, two bucks, you can find, you can get get two of those 99-cent airplane bottles and treat yourself. So this guy decided that he was going to do it the hard way. He broke into a diner by shutting off the power and then busting into the place, according to the cops. Uh, it was a Mel's Diner, and then he stole three bottles of vodka. So he forced his way into the restaurant through the front door, shut off the power in the back room where the breakers are located, and stole vodka. And the total haul for all three bottles of vodka, uh, $100. Do we know what kind of vodka it was? Doesn't say, but if you're talking about an average of $30 a bottle. Absolute or Sky. Maybe Tito's. Uh, what makes it even better? He was wearing a cowboy hat when he did it. Hell yeah. This guy, <laughs> you think this guy may have been... Uh, Overserved. Well, considering that uh, on the black and white surveillance tape, you can see that his pupils are about the size of Jupiter. Uh, yeah, I think that maybe he may have been mm-hmm. on something. Maybe. Not thinking clearly. Uh, so, Grandma of the Year candidate. You know, we've had a lot of, uh, you know, parents of the year, teachers sure. of the year. But Grandma of the Year, uh, because this particular grandma in Florida was arrested after it was found that a 16-year-old girl who's been missing for more than a month was hiding out in her home with her 16-year-old grandson. Really? So she was fostering. I mean, like, no, you like know, a, not, not like fostering, but I mean, like the actual term fostering. Yes. Like she was hiding a 16 year old runaway who was hanging out with her grandson. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor is what one of the charges that she got hit with um, interference with child custody as well. Because, yeah, this girl was missing for a month. Can you imagine how as a terrified parent? her parents must have been? Meanwhile, hold up with her little dirtbag grandson. I like I get it. You think they're like, "Oh, nothing's wrong here." But then you think about that poor girl's family. Yeah. Horrible. And finally, we have another story about um, a woman being arrested for pretending to be a police officer by the actual police officers. Now, normally, it's like they put the lights on the car and then they pull them over. This was the case of this woman actually getting her vehicle wrapped to look like a sheriff's vehicle. Oh, so she took this to a whole new like, level. You took this to like a vehicle wrap place and you said, make this look like a cop car. And they did. And it looks a lot like a cop car. 
So the uh, Northwest Miami-Dade Police Department on October 10th said they pulled over a Dodge Charger that was painted in the black and brown color scheme of Florida Trooper cars. car also had a light bar on it, so she took it to the next level. Officers discovered the decals in the car read FSO Guard with a badge resembling a police shield, indicating it was not actual law enforcement. But the 28-year-old claimed that she just liked the color scheme for her security company, and that's why she wrapped it like that. Dave, why is it that every, like, meth head wants to drive a car that looks like a cop car. You know, you see those busted out Crown Vicks with the light on it, and it's never somebody who's well-adjusted. No, it's always somebody that definitely has drugs on This is David Mahoney. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Yes, hello. This is Tom. I just finished listening to your segment, uh, Fast Beat Breakouts. I love your show. It's great, Pat. And uh, I to cover your ears and all that stuff you do. You have a great show. But anyway, this question is for Mahoney, the McDonald's expert. I wonder if you know where the only McDonald's in the world is that does not have golden-colored arches. Message deleted. Man, these are rookie questions. <laughs> it's teal or bluish mm-hmm. out, of, out of Tucson. Mahoney was so pleased that he got a McDonald's-related question. Chris is shaking his head. Is that incorrect? That is. I mean, it, he's correct about the teal arches. It's or is it Albuquerque? It's Sedona. Sedona. Because I've been, I've been past same that. Difference. Same difference. <laughs> same difference. Yeah. No, nah, man, you got it wrong. You, over here, you, you know? call it a rookie question, and then you <laughs> dunk on yourself. Did Whatever. you know that in Spain, they have the gold arches, but they use a black... Uh, background for the rest of the sign. You know, I've been to a McDonald's in Italy, and it's funny because, you know, Audrey was getting ready for her trip. I'm like, as weird as it sounds, go to McDonald's, McDonald's when yeah. you're in Italy because it's so different. You know, they have, um, you know, like you'd expect high-end, like, coffee that you'd find at, like, a Starbucks or something like that with, like, espressos and everything else. Um, but it's just, it's such a different experience to go to a fast food place overseas and see all of the differences, but then there are also some of the similarities, too, that you come to expect. It's just fascinating. Do there have, are ones uh, in Japan that are pretty wild as well, but there's a couple of them I've been in to a, Europe. I think it was a three- or four-story McDonald's yeah. in Japan, and that was that was nuts. It was I mean, like a whole in shopping In Italy, mall. do they got, like, a McChicken Parmesan? <laughs> Something like that? There's a McPizza that they had no over kidding. in Italy for a while. I don't think it's still on the menu. Huh. Uh, my favorite McDonald's is now gone. The late, great Wesley Willis mm. uh, sung about it in his song, Rock and Roll McDonald's, which was a two-story McDonald's in Chicago. And That's where you got propositioned by a hooker for some of your chicken nuggets, and uh, you said no. I 100% <laughs> turned her down. She wanted to share some of my nuggets, and I'm like, no, man, I'm bringing these back <laughs> to the hotel room. She's offering you her body in exchange for chicken nuggets. You're like, no. Nah. Nah, these nuggies. <laughs> She's like, wow, that normally works. <laughs> <laughs> If the Titanic had avoided the iceberg, you would probably never have known it existed. Message deleted. I think that's untrue. Just considering the height that was around the Titanic that existed was it was the world's biggest ship. It was it was yeah, it was revolutionary mean, you, for you the think time. That that would have still been a thing a hundred years later. Sure. I mean, you think in a hundred years from now people are going to give a damn about the sphere in Las Vegas? Yeah. No, they're not. Sure, they <laughs> what are you will. Talking about no, because now they're going to make you know tons of these things. Dude, like, like what about like yeah, the Alamo in Texas? You know, like I mean, there's it's other arch- there's other architectural things that like people you know we care about stuff. 
Like, I mean, that was the world's biggest ship at the time. But it it's was not wild. anymore. Like, well, it, was it was the first still- commercial airplane, you know? Wilbur and uh, Orville Wright's. Was there was, was not the a commercial first flight? Bet they charged their mom to fly on that bitch. <laughs> they were, they were pedaling that thing, man. Please leave a message after the tone. What would you say is the most daring thing you've ever done? Message deleted. Man, jumping into rock quarries. I don't know why that was such a thing, but there it's was a dangerous. rock quarry that that used to be close to where we lived in South Carolina at the time. We all go out there, and you know, you jump probably 50, 60 feet into the rock quarry, and you would actively be trying to avoid the large appliances that were in the water. I don't know how somebody got a refrigerator out into the middle of (laughs) nowhere and threw it into this rock quarry, but they did. But you would see the appliances down in the water and be like, well, I should probably avoid that. But you would have no idea what else was down there. And you're jumping 50, 60 feet down? Nuts. Super dangerous. What were we doing, man? You you, you had a death wish. I didn't know it. I just thought I was invincible. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could probably, like... Hit a washer or dryer and be fine. <laughs> I mean, the most daring thing I've ever done is I went out drinking with Dave in Dallas one time. Uh, <laughs> barely lived through that one. Big mistake, birthday cake. Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. I know a lot of people give him guff, and not everyone is a fan of Post Malone, but Post Malone seems like one of those guys that is just living his best life. I will say... What is it about? Like seven, eight years ago, maybe maybe a little longer, when Post Malone was first coming out. And I'm just like, who is this weirdo? I, you know, I never listened to his music. I'd just seen him. And I'm just like, well, he's I, just kind of an awkward looking dude. I mean, outside of the face tattoos and everything else, like he's just like a gigantic human being. But, it's kind of frumpy and he's wearing Crocs all the time. You know, like, once I started diving into his music, I was like, oh, this guy is immensely talented. And then after I, you know, became a fan of, you know, just because. Not only is he just like a hip hop, you know, he's he's got a, he's got so many different uh, uh, you know variants of styles that he can do. He could do rock, he could do hip hop, he can actually sing. He, he can, can cover Hootie and the Blowfish. He can cover Hootie, he can cover Nirvana. <laughs> you know yeah. what we saw during COVID. I uh, started d- diving in a little bit more on who he is, and it's just he's just a big, lovable guy is, yeah. who loves life yep. and is just happy. And I am, I am a huge. Post Malone fan because it seems like what he does now, you know, a lot of the things that he does now are just like things that he's like into. He loves canes, loves Call of Duty, loves the Olive Garden. So that's exactly what this story is about. There is a gigantic canes in Dallas that is Post Malone slash Cowboys themed. Okay. And he showed up there for the grand opening, which I mean, I guess makes sense, right? But yeah, he just loves canes and the Cowboys and the Cowboys. And so they decided they were going to pair up with Post Malone at this gigantic Canes. And, I mean, it's a very impressive-looking Canes. I mean, that's the biggest Canes I've ever seen. No question. Uh, but, yeah, he showed up, and obviously the fans were uh, were thrilled about it. They didn't know that it, whether or not he was actually going to show up for the grand opening or not, and he did. Love us and Posty. So, Mahoney, I, I think you might be right, man. Um, you know, I, I saw you know some of the early trailers for the uh, Timothy Shimley Willy Wonka, yeah. and I was like, you know, this actually looks like it could be pretty good. Could be. And then you were skeptical about it because you're like, nobody can do Willy Wonka, even though this isn't like remaking it like Johnny Depp tried to do. This is like the origin story of Willy Wonka. But trying to replace Gene Wilder in any way, shape, or form as Willy Wonka is tough to do. And Timothy Chalamet is obviously a a good actor. Sure. But I saw another preview and I was like, 
Boy, I just don't know. Like, that character is so specific. It's one of the most iconic characters ever. Not only just, you know, the Gene Wilder rendition of it, you know, which it's funny because uh, the author Roald Dahl, who wrote Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, excuse me, and he, he hated Gene Wilder's rendition of it because Gene Wilder made it his own. And, yeah. you know, I just, you know, you can make movies that are prequels and, you know, you can make, you know, even if the acting's great and you've got a great cast, it's a great story, which I'm sure it's going to be. It's hard to recapture that kind of magic yeah. that we saw there. And I just don't think, you know, I think this is going to be something like we watch and then we just never think about literally ever again for the rest of our life. Whereas the original one for people of our age and older it's uh, it's magic. My kids still like the original, even Do as they? dated as it looks. They still love because the concept of, you know, going to get candy at a candy store oh, yeah. and then, you know, the gold bar and this chocolate factory, it really is a special thing. And, you know, this one is, is going to come out on December 15th. Will it be good? I don't know. Uh, and finally, since you love Adam Sandler and I love Adam Sandler, uh, he is going to be doing a new animated feature with Bill Burr. So he's going to voice one of the characters. Really? In a musical comedy film called Leo that's going to be on Netflix starting on November 21st. Uh, you know, you, two of the guys who I am just a huge fan of, and you, you think about, like, styles of comedy mm -hmm. and how very, how vastly different Adam Sandler and Bill Burr are in their, their, their styles of comedy. But I think this I think this will work great. It's two guys who I love, and I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, I mean, both incredible voice actors in their own right. So the story revolves around Leo, who is a 74-year-old lizard, and he is a <laughs> class pet lizard. Okay. And he plans to escape his classroom terrarium and experience life outside upon learning he only has one year left to live. However, he becomes entangled in the problems of his anxious students and a very mean substitute teacher. Is the mean substitute teacher played by Bill Burr? I think so. Okay. Which is just perfect. This is Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, if I ask you your worst flight ever, is there one that comes to the top of your mind right away? I mean, I've had a couple flights that, like, have been real, real scary, like, yeah. with real bad turbulence where we drop, you know, not thousands of feet, but, you know, a couple hundred feet because of real bad turbulence, which... Again, don't love, yeah. but, uh, you know, and I've, I've been on a flight. Uh, I was on an international flight uh, from the U.K. back to uh, back to the States, and there was a sick woman coughing who kept her shoes off the entire time. That was also pretty awful because that was like, a you know, an eight- or nine-hour flight. I remember I was on a flight, and we were going into Chicago. We were landing at Midway. It was a Southwest flight, and they had to, at the very last second, pull up twice and abort the landing and circle back around and try to come back in. So I've had that happen where it happens once. But twice? But twice in a row. And you're like, what is going on here? You know, it's pretty disconcerting when it's just that gigantic jolt and you're flying back oh, yeah. up into the sky as you think you're about to touch the ground. Uh, but there's some flights out there. I mean, we have a, a friend that was telling us about how he was stuck on the tarmac recently for six hours. Unbelievable. That is just criminal. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Um, but this one is somehow worse than any of those stories. I mean, you're like, what could possibly be worse than getting stuck on a tarmac for six hours? This is a flight from Guadalajara to Mexico City, delayed more than two hours due to an infestation in the main passenger cabin by a gigantic swarm of mosquitoes. Oh, no. You're just <laughs> stuck 
on a two in a metal tube with a ton of mosquitoes Being in there. Attacked by mosquitoes. I mean, I'm sure those mosquitoes are like hell yeah. Yeah, there's a buffet. <laughs> the uh, the flight scheduled to depart at 4:30 p.m. local time was delayed until about seven o'clock while crews and passengers attempted to manage the insects. Uh, passengers were seen swatting away at the mosquitoes, and the flight attendants actually sprayed bug spray in an effort to get rid of the insects. Glad that they had off in the cabin. Sure. Uh, but eventually, uh, the, the they were dissipated. The lights turned off in the uh, passenger compartment. Uh, they, you know, I guess there's some sort of heavy vegetation near the Guadalajara airport or something. But okay. the fact that a swarm of mosquitoes made it into a cabin of an airplane is just like, ah, oh, that's You know, just we've awful. heard stories of snakes on, on an, uh, you know, on, on a mother freaking plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think mosquitoes may be taking this to a whole other level. Mahoney, do you get to join the Mile High Club if you get sucked by a mosquito on an airplane? I'm pretty sure that counts, Dave. This is David Mahoney. Call our voicemail and say anything you want. Anything? Well, uh, almost anything. Call 833-YO-DUMMY to be a part of the Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the tone. That's right. There's nothing like a fresh pair, clean, new pair of socks to put on. And after I slip them on, it's like... Oh, yeah. Message deleted. Yeah. And imagine. <laughs> you, you, you never think about how wonderful it is putting on a fresh, brand new pair of socks right out of the bag until you do it. And you're like, the, mm. bo- the bottoms are still white. Yeah. And not brown. Mm. <laughs> but just imagine that feeling if you haven't had a new pair of socks in months or years. You talk about an incredible gift to someone. I mean, you, you think about all the people out there that, you know, are in really unfortunate situations. Dire straits. Yeah. And, and a lot of times kids as well. And... They don't know the feeling of putting on a clean pair of socks because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really incredible gift to give to someone. Please leave a message after the tone. Why do we have to pay to live on a planet we were born on? Message deleted. What do you mean? Why do we get questions like, like why are we the answer to some of these questions? Like we're the voice of reason. <laughs> do we have to pay just to live, just to exist? I mean, yes. I mean, you. I mean, yeah. Do you? I mean, it's. I mean, how long are you going to survive? Just. Without money. Coming out of the womb without any sort of... That's what I mean. Like, we're all soft, inept idiots. That's why we have to pay for stuff. Because we don't know how to do anything. We can't live off the land. No. I watch these survival shows, The Naked and Afraid and all that stuff. You're like, I would last 20 minutes. Dude, I have no idea how to hunt for tacos. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I would never... I wouldn't last a day. You're not supposed to use a harpoon for tacos, Chris, (laughs) you idiot. Like, could you imagine living in a world without tacos or pizza or hot dogs? Oh, now we're going to go there. Can you uh, imagine just living in a world without walls and air conditioning? No. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> it's terrible. We'd be in hard-ass caves, bugs everywhere. I'm See, I, I, I get it, man. You know I'm, what? I'm shout, out, shout out to those cavemen, though, that fi- that figured out how to get chicks in the mood in that setting. In that setting? Where yeah, like, hey. Like, nobody shaves or yeah. showers. You want to come over and bang but, me on my rock? They didn't know no different. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Man, how unpleasant was that? Please yeah. leave <laughs> Have you ever had a dream that significantly impacted your white waking life? Like, you know, like forgetting a conversation, listening in the mind. Message deleted. I had a dream. I've shared this with you guys. This was like maybe a year ago or something like that, where I dreamed I murdered somebody. (laughs) Was this a fantasy or a dream? I I don't know who it was or what it was. It wasn't like a deliberate somebody. You just Just murdered someone? Just killed somebody. Was it the aftermath of the murder? Was it an intentional murder? It wasn't like, I don't know if it was an intentional murder, but I just dreamed that like, and it just like haunted me for like two and a half weeks. I mean, even still, like I don't remember dreams very often, but that's one that I'm just like, oh my God. Like then I'm like, 
Like, after like two weeks, I'm like, did I murder somebody? Do either of you ever have reoccurring dreams? No. Never. So I have this one, and anybody who's ran a radio station could probably relate. I have this dream where the radio station is off the air, and I'm trying so hard to get to the radio station to put it back on the air. No matter what, I can't get to the station. Like something, uh, it's yeah. like Nightmare on Elm Street where you're trying to run up the stairs and your feet are getting like just can't get no away. How hard I try, I just can't get to it. And I just googled what does it mean when I dream about killing someone. It's, there's a couple of meanings. It could be that you have some sort of problem that you're trying to free yourself from. You're looking for a significant victory, or you're gay for your car mechanic. <laughs> Definitely the second one for Mahoney. I mean, I do like my car mechanic. Yes, you do. <laughs> See? Inventing problems. He's like popping his own tires. I need your help again. This is David Mahoney. You know, the problem with the internet is that so many people out there are so extra, and the internet has just provided them with a platform, even though nobody asked. You know, it's one of those things where it's like nobody is asking you what you think about yourself, but you feel the need to grab a platform with the biggest bullhorn that you possibly can, do the most outlandish thing because you need attention. It's all about you. I mean, Dave, what did narcissists do before the internet? I mean, we will never know. It's a really good question. I mean, really. So this girl who is 39 years old, she's from Hanover, Maryland. Uh, Her name is Andrea Johnson, and it's A-N-D-R-I-A. She has married herself in Tulum, In a solo ceremony. So she dropped thousands of dollars on this. She had been married in 2015, got divorced in 2018 after realizing she said her self-worth and self-love during therapy. She proposed to herself on Valentine's Day and decided to marry herself. And it's her way of celebrating her newfound self-love. Oh, boy. Shut up. So the ceremony involved reading vows to herself, placing a ring on her own finger in front of a local officiant, do you think, like, when she was reading the vows, do you, like, did she, like, move positions? <laughs> like, like you know, like, she was in the groom's spot and then the bride's spot, and she would just rotate back and forth? And then, like, on, on your wedding night, you just, like, wank it? <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> it just seems so extra, man. Right. And the fact that she had to, like, run it out to the press to tell her story about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm Self-love, glad, cool. I'm, I'm glad, glad you, that you're here hey, for it. Yes. You know what? You, you know what I think? You probably need a little bit more therapy, lady. Yeah. Dave. Dave at Ed Mahoney. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? These are the days it never rains but it pulls. It's, it's, it's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Kelly is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Kelly, you ready to do this thing? Oh, hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, sorry, it kind of cut out. I'm good, how are you? Excellent, thank you for asking. We got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you, before you make your guess. You're looking for the artist and the song in order to get a full point. Mahoney is here as a lifeline if you need him. But good luck to you. Here is song number one. Mother told me, as she told me, I'd meet girls like you. She also told me, stay away. You never know what you'll catch. Just the other day I heard soldiers falling off Some Indonesian junk that's going round You know, it's not that bad, actually. There's I, some talent there, right? I dig it. You know, if he was at a local coffee shop and I'd had a couple drinks, you know. Drop a, drop a little $5 bill in that tip jar. A little flip a little coin. Only 110 views on that one from uh, an artist named James Patrick. Hmm. Kelly, do you know that one? Well, it's Cheap Trick. It is Cheap Trick. That's great. Is it, 
is the title Surrender? It is. Full point. Well done. You're yeah. on the board. On the Excellent. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy okay. uh, uh, soundtrack. Also, Dave, uh, isn't James Patrick the uh, lead singer of Filter? No, that's Richard Patrick, oh. I think, yeah. His brother, his less yeah. talented brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, the next one here, only 28 views on this one. Good luck. It is real. I get why it's only got 28 views. <laughs> Kelly, do you know that one? Um, I think it's the cars. Mm-hmm. And it's Let the Good Times Roll. Yes, I would have also accepted Let the Good Times Stop in the case of that cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well done. <laughs> Two points. No lifelines burnt. You're doing fantastic. And the next one here has got 33,000 views. Okay, so kicking it up a wow. little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it right there. Do you know it? Yes, it's the talking heads mm-hmm. burning down the house. Kelly, crushing the game today. Fantastic. I, I love that song. <laughs> I did not hate that rendition. It was pretty good, right? Not bad. No, it was I interesting. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Hard, hard song to cover for sure. All right, so you can win it right here without using any lifelines if you were able to get this one with a full point. This is from Rubber Chicken. It's got 14.5 thousand <laughs> views. So, again, pretty popular. Good luck. Oh, 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 oh. That's so good. They were actually using a legit rubber chicken. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> Kelly, for the win, do you know it? Okay, it's Led Zeppelin. It is. Mm. Um, is it the immigrant song? Yes. No. Four for four. No help. It needed. Yes. And we got some rubber chicken today. Damn good. Wow. This is Dave and Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... What, because there's really no point in pretending to be good at to be good at this. Oh, I okay. Let me pick it up from here. It's an all new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney show. So our executive producer Chris decided that he was going to do the uh, blooper reel this week, and when I asked him how it went, he said, "Quote: Y'all are in trouble." This um, actually may be the most amount of bloopers I have ever heard in one week on this show, and that is mm. without Audrey. Mm. Well, I've been sick, so I, yeah. I haven't been performing up to my uh, potential. Yeah, I will say, you real- know, I uh, it's you know I'm on the men now, thankfully. But you know, for the like, last 10, 11 days, I've been I've been battling, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mahoney's been sick. For anybody listening and people on the Twitch right now, David Mahoney, 
backslash Twitch TV. You guys know the address. I don't. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh huh. Way to bloop as we're going you to the blooper room. You guys are the ones that promote that. I don't promote okay. it. Uh, who do you think has the most bloops? Dave Probably me. I don't know. I feel like I blooped a bunch. I've also been sick. I just haven't complained about it. <laughs> Let's just find Do you it. have Bell's Balls today? Yes, I do. Oh, do you? It's just on both sides of my face, oh, so you can't tell it even today. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 40% of people say they find it hard to talk. Hard to talk. 40% of people. 40%. See, the only thing is that worries me about that, though. Worries me about that, though. Worries me about. Uh, this one is entitled, You Smiled at Me, and then they didn't uh, leave any other details, so. And then they didn't uh, leave any other details. Uh, throw out there, but yeah, I mean, it, it did. I think that I think it seemed it would be ridiculous. It, it did. I think that I think it seemed ridiculous. Maybe not so much. One of the recipients, uh, her name is Barb. One of the recipients. One of the recipients. 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 Yeah, I mean, I would l- love to have uh, you know. You know, uh, taking some yeah. courses. Yeah, you're just, you know, you're you're, you're being, uh, you're 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 not being the power. You're not embracing the power of positivity. My wife had to break the bad news to me that uh, we're out of mustard, and that is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I if I, if I uh, hot dogs like straight mustard would be fine with me. <laughs> I didn't. If I didn't. If I if I which I always have my windows open we get down when or up when I'm driving. Windows open we get down when or up up up. The fact that the Dodgers are now down two to nothing. The Dodgers ass early on. Put a big early lead. The Dodgers are now the Dodgers ass. Uh this time Britney Spears is in trouble with the law for driving again. With um, yeah, after being pulled over by the California Highway Patrol, they realize, oh, you don't have any license. Yeah, after being pulled over by the California Highway Patrol, they realize, oh, you don't have any license. 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 Good quality radio like this. I felt like it felt people knew places. There's plenty of people out there that had the means to do All these four people part of the same family. People are just so petty. And some people called it. People have found out. People. 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 Wait, I'm not done. That uh, selling a miracle cure, miracle cure. We pitched that to Derry Queen. Derry Queen. Derry Queen. We had to sign the rights away. It would be a, a weak argument, but you could still at least make an argument. And now you've got the 15-foot skeleton. 15-foot foot skeleton highlighting the need to make conversations. How could you possibly ask me? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, they manufactured, promoted, and sold a product. It, it, it happened multiple times where following, he's following us, and I'm like... And it's called Buenos, 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 something like that. I'll tell you this much, man. I could eat... I can eat a hot dog any time. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, you said something the other day that uh, that, that really hit with me, and I, I'm curious if maybe I could talk my wife into this sort of thing. Um, it's happened uh, before because, you know, we've got kids that are very young, and so they'll, at some point during the night, sometimes climb into bed with us. And when we've been on vacation before, uh, you know, where there's been multiple beds, I'm like, all right, I'll just go sleep in this bed, and then if one of the kids comes in there, then that's fine. And then maybe, hopefully, only one will come into the bed where you're sleeping, kind of dividing and conquering okay. because it's not like the normal king-size bed that we have at home. It's a queen-size bed. It's a little bit smaller. But you said that regularly when you go on vacation, you'll get the room with two queen beds. I always feel that the the setup for the rooms with two queen beds are a little bit better than just a single king bed anyways. They can be. As far as just like, I mean, not in every case, but in, uh, you know, most of the hotels that I stay in, that seems to be the case. Just, you know, like suitcase placement 
ease of walking around. And then at the end of the day, you know, you kind of get your own area to just kind of spread out and do your own thing. If the uh, hanky-panky is going to happen, do you uh, make it make that happen on her bed? Uh, it's <laughs> in like, the it's in the DMZ right between the two beds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a lot more couples that are now sleeping in separate beds on a regular occasion. In fact, they're saying that one in six couples has decided that sleeping in the same bed is just not for them. And I mean, a lot of it has to do with snoring. That's actually the top reason at 71%. Fidgeting is at 35%. Constantly waking up during the night, 30%. Those are the top reasons. But 54% of couples go to sleep at different times, with women generally going to bed earlier than men. 24% of couples believe that they are not sleep compatible. And so one in six say that they have decided that they're just going to sleep in separate beds. I've got a couple of uh, friends that do this, and they're happily married. They just are happily sleeping every night because they're sleeping separately. Yeah, I mean, I, there's, I don't think anything's wrong with that. My grandparents literally were doing, both sets of grandparents did this for years, mm-hmm. you know, before it was common. You know, we're talking, you know, going back to the 70s and 80s. Sure. Uh, that they were doing that. And my, I don't know, man, like, I feel bad for my wife because she doesn't really, unless she's sick, she doesn't snore. And she's a pretty good sleeper. Me, on the other you hand, the problem. you know, like, yeah. I'll roll over on my on my back and then she'll uh, she'll she'll yell at me. You know, for snoring, but like, I don't know. Like, there's something that if I don't go to the bed at the same time as her, it's just something. Something feels off. Yeah, like we kind of got to go to bed at the same time, yeah. but luckily our schedules, you know, are pretty similar. That it works out that way. I would. I, I understand, like, because I didn't know the number was that high. Where 54 percent of couples are going to bed at different times. I would feel really guilty. If I was going to bed later than my wife, which does not happen very often, right. but if it did, I would feel guilty about waking her up if she was like in that first hour or two of sleep. Oh yeah, you know, and then you're, you're supposed like to be in the real deep clanking sleep. around in the bedroom and in the bathroom and everything else. Um, so I get why people are doing this. I don't think that it's a bad thing, um, and especially when you've got you know kids that are getting into bed and everything else. Like that's just. I understand why it's happening. Are they really going to bed at different times, or they, or is one of them just going to bed and then scrolling reels? <laughs> yeah, it's by themselves. It's for, funny when the, uh, the the wife goes to bed. You know, I'm so tired an hour before I do, and then she sends me 38 Instagram videos. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Yes, I just heard your little segment about Weird Al Yankovic writing all these songs and everything. You sit and need to think and listen to to the one song that Ozzy Osbourne wrote called Dreamer. It almost is the same thing as what's going on in society today about everybody wanting to go green and everything, but... Take the time, listen to that song once. It might make a lot of sense right now. Bye. Message deleted. Yeah, I mean, that song was about Ozzy Osbourne talking about, like, what humanity does to Earth and how it just kind of rips it to pieces. Mm-hmm. Wasn't exactly, like, a huge hit. I think it, like, hit number 10 or so on the on the chart back in the day when it came out. If I'm being honest, I don't know it. I'll give it a listen. It wasn't, like, one of the, in its heyday. I mean, this came sure. out in 2001. Oh. You know, so it's, like, a newer one by Ozzy standards, sure. at least. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, anything Ozzy, like, post-95. I mean, post-92. I hate to say it like it's better when the drugs are involved yeah. because you don't really want to have to say that, but, I mean, that, yeah. with a lot of artists, the more torture they are, the better the art. Davis said that, and he actually opened my eyes on music when he was like, yeah, pain and suffering 
results in the best music and comedy. Yeah, you know? yeah. like how many really great comedians are out there who are like, oh yeah, I just came from a wonderful, loving family, and everyone's everything was perfect no, growing you, up. The people that are struggling put great music out, and that's probably why like Taylor Swift's music sucks so bad. Oh come on, how dare you say that about T Swift? Uh, Travis Kelsey's gonna kick your ass. Oh, please leave bring it, bro. After the tone. Oh, no. Have you ever had a pet turtle? And if so, what did you name your turtle? What's the craziest animal pet that you've ever had? Message deleted. Good question. I have had a pet turtle. Its name was Artie, and I was devastated when Artie died because my mom had found little Artie just bloop, shell up (laughs) in my little aquarium that I had for Artie, and she put it in the freezer, and I thought that if I took it out of the freezer... He'd come back to life? ...and unthought Artie, that he would come back to life. Frosty the Snowman or something? (laughs) Like, he's Olaf. Yeah. I had, uh, I mean, I had, like, a gerbil. I had a uh, chameleon. Um, My sister had a bird, and our family cat knocked the bird cage over and got in and killed the bird when we were kids. Dude, I wish that a bird would kill, or a a cat would kill my parents' bird. This evil neighbor of ours gifted my younger brother a parrot, and parrots live forever. Ever. They live like 80 years. Yes, and this parrot, Petey. Any of those talking birds. I bet you're listening right now, Petey, you (laughs) son of a bitch. He is mean. He will bite you, man. Every opportunity that he gets, he'll he'll walk up your shoulder, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's right in the ear. Ow! Dude, by the way, birds, worst pet idea ever. Ever. Like, they never shut up. My buddy had, like, what, a cockatoo or cockatiel or something like that. Mm -hmm. The fact that Mahoney grew up with a basement full of exotic birds. Yeah, my mom bred exotic birds. And you had six ferrets growing up is wild to me. I mean, it's cool, man. I love birds. You do? Yeah. I don't want any in my house, but I I enjoyed it growing up. Yeah. Beautiful. But here's the thing that I don't understand. Going back to your turtle, RIP, Artie. Like when they die, like how does he? How do they flip over? I don't know. Like, is oh, there like one? Question. Is there like one last like like you try to like push <sighs> up, or did he flip over and that's why he when died? When he strokes out, it just <laughs> falls backwards. Yeah, because it's not like if you fall, you're not gonna tip over. You end up on your back as a turtle. Well, that's even more horrifying to think that he like accidentally flipped over and then drowned to death. Oh, thanks gosh. a lot. Childhood ruined. Please leave a message after the tone. It's strange that car companies never really advertise how comfortable their car seats are. Message deleted. Some do. You know, I mean, if you look at Lincoln, Lincoln's, uh, you know, they have like the 32-way adjustable seats or whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. I know they that's a, like a big uh, sticking point if you're looking to buy a Lincoln. Because it, honestly, for me, you know, I just bought a new car. Your seats massage you. They do massage me, but one of the big things about buying a new car that was important to me was comfortable seats. And my car has very, very, very comfortable seats. That was, I would say, about 75% of the reason why I bought that car. Because, because the seats the massage seats. you? Yeah, man. It's like it's like, it's like like a mall massage on the road. I'm not even mad at you. I would buy a car for that very reason, too. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, how much is it? Uh, never mind. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, when it comes to troublemakers' names, what's at the top of your list? As far as, like, when you meet a dude and you find out that his name is blank, you're like, this guy is going to be a problem. Oh, man. Because in my Caleb. Anytime I meet a Caleb, I know, you know, obviously the Chads of the world, we know know the Chads. Mm -hmm. Occasionally the Joshes. Yeah. But Caleb's, they take the cake. Caleb's always a problem. For you, what is it? 
Uh, well, I I had a roommate named Chad that was very problematic. Uh-huh. He's the one that uh, that lost the arm yes. in the uh, driving incident, and uh, yeah, it was, it's a real Chad move. <laughs> it was a very Chad move to accidentally lop your own arm off while you're drunk driving. Way to go, buddy! Uh, but uh, Zachary, Zach, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some I know some troublesome Zachs as well. Yeah, um, and so when I saw that this guy's name was Brian Waddle, I was like, well, this is kind of weird that this guy would get into trouble. For beating a shark with a hammer. And then I find out that his middle name, Zachary. Uh-huh. It's Brian Zachary Waddle. So he, this is such a strange story, man. So he was given 12 months probation back in July. As part of the probation, he also had to make a donation to the zoo in the area. Not allowed to fish during that 12-month period. Also ordered to take a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation shore-based shark fishing course. Okay. So I guess sharks are protected species. And that's not really that shocking, right? Uh, but he was... He was fishing from the shore, caught a shark, and I guess it was a, a lemon shark. I don't know a lot about lemon sharks. I don't know if they're, like, violent or not. But he, he catches this lemon shark, reels it up, gets it up to the shore, starts beating it with a hammer. Okay. And then pulled it back into the water and let it go. Like, what? why? Like, you didn't even kill the yeah, I sure. mean, like you're gonna like kill it to like eat it or you're whatever. Just teaching it a lesson? Yeah. Like, why? Like was that was that was that shark talking trash? I mean, or was he just confused? I mean, there are shark, there are hammerhead sharks out there. Yeah. <laughs> Does this now make this lemon shark a hammerhead? Yeah, he was trying to jump it into a gang. Now it's, a, it's now it's part of the hammerhead <laughs> shark gang. Initi- There's a gang initiation that makes perfect sense now. You know what? I take it all back, Zach. You're just out here doing your part. Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. Well, all right, then, friends. Oh, yes. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. We have made it to another Friday. Yes, we have. Drinking amongst friends, we are still gainfully employed, and you know we're still uh, on the right side of the ground. <laughs> so let's celebrate on a Friday with drinking some cold beer. Why not? Right? What better way to uh, enjoy ourselves while heading into the weekend than having some good cold beer? Just being Americans, and being awesome, being tall. Being handsome, <laughs> okay. being incredibly intelligent and okay. articulate. You've yeah. been drinking the beer already? <laughs> no, I actually, I have not. This is a beer. This is a first on the show. This is a beer that was brought in to the show from uh, Chris. It's The beer is from Lion Bridge Brewing Company. It's called Compensation Mild Ale. It's a English mild ale. Comes in at 4.5% alcohol by volume from Cedar Rapids. And tell us why you brought this beer in, Chris. Well, first of all, um, it's multiple award winning. I mean, I know it's one of two Iowa beers to get uh, multiple gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival. It's won medals in the World Beer Cup, all this stuff. But most importantly, the the brewery, for some odd reason, they're fans of the show. Ew. Get some taste. <laughs> and so, of course, they love listening to, for, to beer for breakfast. They're like we'd love for you guys to review this. Sometimes I'm always like, oh, I don't ever want to review uh, a fan's beer because what if we hate it and then you hate us? And <laughs> it's very complicated. But um, I feel pretty strongly about this one, even though I haven't had this particular beer. But I've had a lot of Live Bridge beers. Yeah, it won uh, a gold medal in 2014 and 2016 at the Great American Beer Fest, which is you know one of the highest honors in the beer community to win it not one but two times. It's pretty big. Is yeah. and huge. I believe that Chris brought this in also because he is the king of overcompensation. So 
This beer Cheers. used to be called Workers' Comp, by the way. It recently had changed its name to Compensation, I, really? I believe. So, um, but yes, I do tend to overcompensate. On Is a lot it of because things. we're going to fall and slip and then sue? Maybe. Is that what's going on here? If I have six beers during the morning show and then I tumble down the stairs. <laughs> totally not. Is it the company's fault? Is it workman's yeah, Not our fault. <laughs> the five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast are look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. Dave, we don't need a drum roll until the rating at the oh, end. Sorry about that. And the look of the beer. Uh, you know, I just love the look of the beer. Uh, I've never seen this uh, brewery before, but uh, very clean Nicely styled can, just very looks, appealing. A lot of shelf light or shelf, uh, you know, uh, pizzazz. Yeah, I would like say. kind of in the in the background there, you see what looks like farmland. So you know, true to yep, you got the grain. What you'd expect storage from things. A brewery out of Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very like classy looking can. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not well uh, over the top with the can design because you know, like a lot of the you know IPAs that we've been drinking all summer long, they just have neon colors and animated cans. Yeah. This kind of looks like how it, you think the taste is going to be it for looks an English like, mild ale. It looks like a can that an English mild ale would yeah. come in. And if you're wondering what like an English mild ale, think like a Boddington's mm-hmm. or like a Sam Smith's like brown ale. Those are like sure. similar. You know, just very, you know, which actually is like one of my Newcastle favorites. Castle is sort of yeah. in that same vein well, as well. One of my favorite yeah. styles. So let's move on to the next category, which is the smell. Let's take a big whiff of the Lion Bridge Brewing Company Compensation English Mild Ale. Don't, don't think we need that yet. Either. Just the malts. Oh, too early. Sorry, I mean, sorry. just you get like big chocolate malts, some like toffee in there. I mean, it's just like, the toffee, but it's just yeah. very malt forward and very, very, very inviting to me it just wrote that roasted malt just that's a great smell biggest yeah. nose that are the biggest uh smell that you're getting off the nose so not a ton of alcohol in there none. you get a little bit of sweetness but yeah it's uh, it's very very inviting nose so coming in at 4.5 percent abv i'm curious so i'm gonna take my first drink and let's all take a drink of the compensation compensation english mild ale cheers friends <sighs> that is uh not my first taste i've been cheating but um <laughs> ooh, it's, oh yeah okay so I was a big fan of Newcastle oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day when I was first getting introduced to beers that weren't just the the macro lagers that were yeah, out there. Yeah. And I used to really like Newcastle, but the <sighs> thing that I always disliked about Newcastle is it had that taste on the end. It was kind of like pennies, yeah. you know, and, and it wasn't a great aftertaste. This is super smooth. So, I mean, just the big, I mean, like the nose, those roasted malts yep. are yeah. Ooh, out the entire beer. I mean, it's big, it's rich, it's bold. I mean... There's, I was there's expect- no bad aftertaste by any means. No, no, and it's, it's, there's a little, there's a there's a slight uh, hint of bitter in there. Not, yep. I mean, not like uh, as far as like hop, like like heavy hops with an IPA goes, but it gives that a little bit of balance, so it's not just all roast. So kind of like a little just, bit of, just a little bitter. Just yeah. yes, just a I'm little not bit. Totally jaded. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that's actually really surprising me about the mouth on this, considering it's four point five percent alcohol by volume, which is essentially the same as like a Bud Light. Yeah. This is a big, bold, heavy flavor. Mm-hmm. But it's still very light in the mouthfeel as well. So I'm a fan. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, it depends why you're drinking beer. So if you're drinking beer to get drunk, this is probably not a great beer because it is a heavier beer, um, and it's only at 4.5%. So it's not going to get you there like an IPA that would be, you know, 7 8 9% obviously would. Uh, this is very, very smooth. I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Brown as well. Yes, and this this reminds me a lot of Brooklyn Brown, but I, I think this actually has... It edges it out. It's cr- it's creamier, which I like. Yeah. And uh, the, the flavor profile on this is it's fantastic. It's just a little yeah. bit more bold. 
I mean, you've got that classic English malt flavor that exists right here, mm-hmm. and this, you know, for that for for the style, but it's it's unique. They hit yep. the nail on the head with the description on the can: malty, toasty, caramel. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting. But they every hit time all they hit all of those notes in the right ways. Uh, the mouthfeel just incredibly <sighs> smooth. Uh, very rich. Chris, do you know what a six-pack of this runs for? I could see that the uh, a pint of this runs for $6 at their brewery, but what is? do you know what a six-pack runs? Or uh, It was under 20 I know that much. Okay. I mean, but, but I don't recall. Okay. I bought a bunch of beer <laughs> to, to, to bring in. I was fairly drunk when I was shopping. <laughs> the shopping cart was full, so, you know. You know, I've drank some, uh, you know, I, I've drank some, some beers that have won medals at Great American Beer Fest before that yeah. haven't lived up to that expectation. This one Hits that and exceeds it. Uh, overall, the drinkability on this, I could drink a thousand of these. This is pairs great with pot roast, yep. steak. Give me a give me a cigar. Oh yeah, this, this is a, a really good, beer. good fall beer. You know, this is the sort of thing where you're sitting out back, enjoying the weather. Maybe you got a pullover on or something. You know, you're having a cigar. You could pair this with ribs, with barbecue chicken. I mean, anything like that. It it also I think pairs very well. With football. This yeah. is, yeah. I will say, in the last six months, this is the best beer we've done in the last six months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can I get a drum roll, please, Dave? I don't think we have a drum roll in here, actually. I, we I do, Dave. You've played like four times. On, on Mahoney's Beer Scales Brewery, I give the Lions Bridge Brewing Company Compensation English Mild Ale a 4.25 out of 5. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 